Neckbolt Farm Supercharged Chocolate Milk presents The Adventures of Slap Strongarm of the Orbit Cops. Thrilling exploits in the depths of the solar system, errands of bravery in the name of interstellar fair play. Journey to the year 2014 with Commander Slap Strongarm, Ranking Field Officer of the Orbit Cops. In today's transcribed adventure, Slap and his sidekick, Cadet Gary, are in hot pursuit of a spacecraft in direct violation of the United Solar System's Code of Laws. Hot rockets, Commander! There goes our perp! Alleged perp, Gary. Remember, every citizen of the United Solar System is guaranteed the right to a fair trial, and must be presumed innocent until proven guilty. Of course, Commander. It's just... Something troubling you, Cadet? Well, jeepers, Commander. When I joined the Orbit Cops, I was hoping for thrilling exploits and errands of bravery. You're not the first Cadet to express this sentiment, Gary. I wonder who puts these ideas into your little heads. Golly, sir. I didn't mean... Gary, the Orbit Cops represent the coming together of two very important concepts. Space travel and law enforcement. This is not the rocket-fueled, seat-of-your-jet-pants adventure that so many people think it's going to be. Patrolling the solar system in a superluminal rocket with a Reagan at your hip is not meant to be fun. It's a moral obligation to the citizenry. Being an orbit cop involves lots of patience and lots of math. Which reminds me, did you finish those calculations? Yes, sir. Good lad. I'll check them over after we finish here. Now, this citizen has put his craft down on this small asteroid as requested. You go connect the airlock hose, and I'll run through the standard checklist. Yes, sir. Oxygen levels. Check. Gravity at Earth norms. Check. Fuel levels within acceptable parameters. Space isn't supposed to be fun, Gary. Criminals aren't actually guilty, Gary. Gee, I'm starting to wonder why I... Rocket! Commander! What is it, Cadet? That ship we pulled over. You're not gonna believe this. We'll be back in just a moment, so stay tuned! Hi, gang. Rick Threefold here. You hear that? That's the sound of a rocket engine with no zip. No get up and go. That poor rocket will never make it to the moon at this rate. Now listen to a rocket that's full of super fuel. Now, Rick, I, I hope you aren't suggesting that anyone actually drink super fuel. Golly, fellows and girls, it's good old Commander Slap Strongarm. No, Slap, I was just using the fuel thing as a metaphor. Are you sure the children will understand? Gang, you need to fill up every morning with Neckbolt Farm supercharged chocolate milk. It's the only chocolate milk that's brimming with atomic energy. Is that how we're selling that? Yes, Neckbolt Farm's cows have been enriched with strontium-90, a powerful radioactive substance that will help you start each morning with a supercharged bang. That radiation was an accident. We don't really know the long-term effects it'll so have. So tell Mother to pick you up some delicious Neckbolt Farm supercharged chocolate milk in the special lead-shielded freezer at your grocer. Take it from Commander Slap Strongarm and me, Captain Rick Threefold. Hey, how do you outrank me? We now return to our exciting Slap Strongarm adventure. Slap and Cadet Gary have been chasing down a criminal in the outskirts of Mercury. 
As he connects the airlock hose, Gary makes a startling discovery. Commander, this ship we pulled over, there's a woman tied up in the cargo hole. Great planets, Gary. You get her out of there at once. Orbit Cops procedure dictates that I call for backup. This is Commander Slap Strongarm of the Orbit Cops, requesting assistance. Our current location is the outskirts of Mercury, and we've just encountered a 7155 on a routine traffic stop. Hot rockets, he's getting away! What happened, Gary? Well, Commander, I had just gotten this lady aboard when the airlock slammed shut and that other ship just sped away. I see. Well, shouldn't we go after him? No, Gary. Our job is to stay put here and wait for backup. Gee, Commander. I'm just glad we got out of that airlock in time. I wish we could have done more to stop that fella, but I guess to air is human. Ha! We'll be back again soon with another adventure of Slap Strong Arm of the Orbit Cops! Delicious Puffed Rice Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt as themselves. Our story so far. Interplanetary troubleshooters Matt and Algar have tracked an illegal plutonium smuggling ring to its source, but in a dramatic and not particularly surprising turn of events, they now find themselves outnumbered and imprisoned. And now, today's adventure, Guardians of the Future. You know, I really thought this would be different. How so? Well, I mean, we were sealed in that cave filled with radioactive gas in 1936 and then cryogenically preserved. And now, here we are, revived in the distant futuristic year of 2014. Mankind has colonized the solar system instead of racing to our adventures in a blimp. I always thought it was a dirigible. Instead of racing to our adventures in a blimp, now we use a rocket ship. Everything's atomic-powered, torpedo-shaped, covered in aerodynamic fins. It's a great design aesthetic. I'm not saying it isn't a great design aesthetic. What I am saying is everything's all future now, and yet, here we are, chained to a stone wall, in a damp room, again, still. Some technology is just really hard to improve upon, or maybe these dungeons are really just cheap to build and operate. Or maybe there's some kind of collective consciousness that... Hey, what's that? Sounds like Morse code. Let's see, the number four, B, Q, E, V, hmm, maybe it's not Morse code. No, no, it's a double code. It's Morse plus, that number's a code offset. If I can reach my Sarkestier's decoder ring, I should be able to. Can you do your thing while I decipher this message? Don't I always? All right, you pair of imbeciles. Did he just call it? Shut it. Nah. Here's how it's gonna go down. I'm gonna make some inquiries, and you two are gonna provide me with answers. If I don't like your answers, you will be tossed into the unforgiving vacuum of space. Okay, clearly this is bait. Nobody actually talks like that, but I'm not rising to it. Making fun of a speech impediment is not my- Ow! Let me on to something with that collective consciousness theory of yours. Hush! Now, you there. How did you find our hindquarters? I really don't think you want me to answer- Ah! Talk, you! I'm trying, but every time I do- Ow! You do that! Now pipe down and stop talking. How do I even- Al? Yeah? You quit chattering. 
I'm in the middle of an interrogation here. Message was hold on tight. Right, got it. You two both need to... That's a door alarm. But who? Mr. Matt and Mr. Al, I can't believe you got yourselves captured again. I can't believe you blew open that door and sucked that guy out into space. Straight into the unforgiving vacuum. Oh, he'll be okay. There are about a dozen B-O-T-T-O-M patrol ships waiting outside the airlock. Remember when we thought M-U-C-U-S was a horrible acronym? Donnie, what does B-O-T-T-O-M stand for? The Bureau of Technical and Tactical Outer Space Management. Just awful. That sounds like a priority alert. Dottie, can you hand me your Cosmophone? Thank you. Looks like the local constabulary is requesting backup. Signal's pretty close. I think we can make it there in under an hour. Not a moment's peace. Oh, you wouldn't have it any other way, would you, Mr. Matt? Ah, you know me so well, Dottie. Setting her down. Looks like... Oh, no. What's wrong, Mr. Al? Yeah, what gives? That's the orbit cops, which means... Oh, no. What? Captain Slap Strongarm, gentlemen, and lady, welcome to the outskirts of Mercury. Do we not like him? Well, look at it this way, Dottie. Uh, if you could only bring one book with you on a long space journey, would it be something fun, like a comic, or something stiff and boring and tedious, like a rule book? I think I get it now. Although in fairness, your average rule book is substantially less square than- We had a code 9185 on our hands, but we responded with an 8166 and promptly filed our T120s for immediate- Uh-huh. Carla, what are you doing here? That's what I was getting to, sir. This 7155 is the reason I called for backup. 7155? A 7155 is a kidnapping. Carla, you got kidnapped? Sir, if you'll just let me finish my report- Oh, cram it! Ma'am? Uh, Carla's an agent of B-O-T-T-O-M like we are, Captain Strongarm. Our bureau chief, actually. But she was kidnapped. Yes, you numbskull. Deliberately kidnapped. That creep was going to lead me to Archduke Pachinko. Holy cats! The agency has been trying to catch him for months! And I've been working undercover for several of those months, in hopes of being abducted and taken to his palace on Neptune. Only now it looks like these two- It looks like we really dropped the ball on Pachinko! Ha! <laughs> What is wrong with you? Tune in again for our next exciting installment, Interstellar Pursuit. Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Sugar Crunch Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt as themselves. Our story so far, responding to a distress call from Commander Slap's strongarm of the Orbit Cops, Matt, Algar, and Dottie discover a foiled kidnapping. But complications arise as Carla, the bureau chief of B-O-T-T-O-M, reveals that she was intentionally abducted as part of an undercover sting operation that has now been disrupted. And now, today's episode, Interstellar Pursuit. All right, I've got the paperwork we'll need to fill out for this incident. 
Since there were two interplanetary agencies involved, I think we'll need both the T-120 and the BG-618.2. Captain Algar, if you could start filling out Ms. the- Miss Carla, ma'am. I think I've spotted the kidnapper ship in my space binoculars. It looks like he's headed toward Mars. Our reports put a large contingent of Ganymede mobsters in a hideout on Mars City. I'll bet he's headed there. Good work, cadet. But... I didn't do anything. Not you. Senior Space Cadet Dottie here. Just doing my duty, ma'am. Captain Strongarm, I assume your ship has an interplanetary space rocket thrust drive. <laughs> thrust? Yes, ma'am. A Mark Seven. I don't have the serial number memorized, but I'm sure Cadet Gary could run in and copy it down. Right. I'm off to catch up with that henchman. But... That's not good. What is it, cadet? Well, sir, remember when we stopped at the depot this morning and you asked me to refuel the ship? Of course. <laughs> I kind of forgot, sir. What? How do you forget a thing like that? Well, jeepers. A ship full of cadets had landed on another pad and- And you were showing off again, weren't you? Yes, sir. Showing off what? Most cadets at Gary's level aren't apprenticed to high-ranking officers in the orbit cops. Few of them even see space duty until after they graduate. But Gary won the Slap Strongarm Scholarship, which entitled him to serve with me. I've tried to instill the cadet with a sense of modesty, but he seems to have trouble with that when he's in the presence of his fellow cadets. Sorry, Commander Strongarm, while you were giving that little speech. I was trying to raise Carla on the Cosmophone. Uh, no go. She's uh, probably under radio silence if she's trying to follow that guy discreetly. We should probably go after her and warn her. Now see here. We have paperwork to fill out. You two can't just abandon us to- <sighs> He's right. He is? Yeah, until the incident is duly reported and verified by two BOTTOM agents, we can't legally go anywhere. Dottie, you think you can take the ship and go warn Carla that she's about to run out of gas? But won't the three of you be stranded here in the outskirts of Mercury? Ah, it's fine. We'll call for a robot patrol ship to pick us up. You got it, Mr. Meow. But you can't send a cadet alone on a mission like that. I think we just did. Gary, you go with her. I don't She's think Dottie needs... pretty capable. Gentlemen, you may outrank me, but Directive 965.2 clearly states that... Ugh, fine. Go, kid. Hurry up. Yes, sir. Uh, sirs... See, all the dials are steady. I'm set to... What are you doing here? They ordered me to come with you. Oh, good! Strap in. I'm blasting off. Rockets go! Why did you say that? Don't you always say that before blasting off on an adventure? No. So... How are we going to catch up with that other ship in time? If her trajectory holds steady, we should be able to plot a course at 75 degrees north by up west. Jeepers! How do you know all that stuff? It's not difficult. If we think of our origin as one point in a right triangle, and her presumed destination as the second point, we can use Pythagoras' theorem to calculate our heading as the hypotenuse of that triangle. Pythagoras, huh? It's basic math. A squared plus B squared equals C squared? I fell asleep in math. Horses, how are you even a cadet? Wow, we're already coming up on Venus. Who knew all that boring school stuff was actually useful? I see your ship. 
but it's caught in some kind of... Hot rockets! It's like a cyclone! In space! I was afraid this might happen. And it's coming for us! We're gonna die! I've seen Mr. Owl steer through a hundred of these. Hold on tight. Dottie, are you alright? I'm fine. Hot rockets! That was an adventure! No, that was a crash landing. Come on, let's go survey the damage. I don't want to try taking off again until we know the engines are okay. Uh, are you sure it's safe out there? No, but we really don't have any other choice, do we? Okay, I'll check the aft rockets. You check the- What are those? Looks like a pack of Venusian blood bats. There must be hundreds of them. Tune in again for our next exciting installment, Stranded in the Void. Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Sugar Crunch Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar. Starring Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt as themselves. Our story so far. Stranded on an asteroid somewhere in the outskirts of Mercury, Matt, Algar, and Commander Slap Strongarm of the Orbit Cops now await the robot patrol ship that will carry them back to civilization. And now, today's episode, Stranded in the Void. Al? Al, you down here? That depends. Are you alone? What? Oh, yeah, I, uh, I convinced Captain Squaresville that uh, we need an accurate measurement of this asteroid for our report, so he's up there pacing it off. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, uh, what is this place? Heck if I know. I was looking for a little shade, what with us being in the outskirts of Mercury and all, and I found this cave. It's awfully dark in here. Which is why I have this. Hey, what is that? It's an official B-O-T-T-O-M cosmic illuminator. Hey, that's pretty sharp. And very versatile. This thing's got me out of more than a few jams in the past. Gentlemen, are you down here? Hello! I don't guess you could turn that thing off till he gives up and, you know, looks for us someplace else, could you, maybe? There you are. Too late. I measured the entire surface area of this asteroid, and it's... Say, is that an official Orbit Cops Astrolite? No, it's a... Yes, it is. I can clearly see where a decal... Decal. I can clearly see where a sticker with your logo has been placed over the sticker with our logo. What's going on here? Listen, Commander Strongarm, all I know is that I was issued this light by B-O-T-T-O-M Command, and that the boys and girls at home could get one of their very own by... Now see here. Those are our flashlights, and I won't stand... Whoa, what's that? I'd appreciate it if you didn't change the subject. No, he's right. It sounds like... Well, science. Yeah, come on, we better go check it out. Good idea. <sighs> I suppose we're going towards that science noise, then. Great planets! It appears to be some kind of secret science lab! Say it a little louder, I don't think they heard you on Pluto. You're not just gonna charge in there and start pulling levers like you did the last time, are you? Matt, please. I'm a pilot. Every decision I make, no matter how hasty it might appear, is carefully measured against all available data. Also, the machinery here doesn't have levers, it's mostly buttons. <coughs> you, didn't, you didn't have to actually push a button to show me what a button does. Didn't I? <coughs> no! I'm probably going to regret 
asking this, but where did Commander Strongarm go? I saw him over there a minute ago, next to those Saturnian lemurs. Oh, I didn't see those. Hello, little lemurs. Who's a pack of cute little test subjects? Oh, oh, there he is, up in that tree. Clinging for dear life. Commander Strongarm! He's just staring at me, and he looks terrified. Ah, uh, Al? Down by your feet. Oh, hey, little space lemur. I said I'm down here, in this lemur's body. Apparently our minds got switched somehow. Well, that's not the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Or is it? Tune in again for our next exciting installment, Purple Winged Terror. Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Sugar Crunch Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt as themselves. Our story so far, pursuing the bureau chief of B-O-T-T-O-M to warn her that her craft is underfueled, cadets Dottie and Gary find themselves stranded on Venus and attacked by swarming Venusian bloodbats. And now, today's episode, Purple Winged Terror. Take that! Get out of here! Okay, I think I've gotten the biggest ones. The rest are flying away. You didn't see any nests around here or anything, did you? Gary? Horses. Now what? Gary, did you go back into the rocket? Are you hiding under the floorboards? Well, there's only so many places you could be cowering. I'll fire up the automatic maintenance robot and then keep looking, I guess. Gutter cleaning robot activated. Please direct this unit to the most obstructed of your gutters. What in Oh, of course. Mr. Matt replaced the regular maintenance robot because he said we didn't need one. And Mr. Al got that gutter cleaning robot from the solar yard sale last weekend. Master, there is a squirrel impeding my progress. Squirrel, please disperse so that I may perform my highly essential gutter cleaning duties. <sighs> no, robot. That's just a stellar tumbleweed. You can throw it in the garbage. Master, please direct me to the garbage. You know what? Just leave it. I'm gonna go looking for Cadet Gary. You guard the ship while I'm gone. Master, what is guard? And ship? And Gary? Horses. Never mind. I miss... Tabulating! Gary! Are you out here? Gary! Wait, I think I see him. Way off in the distance. He's waving. He's pointing at his face, but what does that mean? I don't know what you're trying to tell me! 
Oh, he's coming over here. Good. Hot rockets! I was telling you to turn on your radio so we didn't have to yell. Oh. Well, you could have said something before you scampered off. Where were you? Well, it looked like you had those Ricardus Vespertilios under control. They won't give me a ray gun until I graduate the academy. Oh, this ray gun came with my Sarcastiers membership kit, actually. So anyway, I went for help. I saw a shantytown on the horizon, but before I could get to it, I came across this old fella in a lean-to nearby. Is he friendly? He seems friendly. Come on, let's go to that lean-to. Youngins, I just been stewing up a stew. Why don't you sit a spell and join me? You know what? Between the crash landing, the space bats, and the robot who wanted to clean my ship's gutters, I think setting for a spell in a nice hot stew sounds just perfect. The secret ingredient is space bats. Tune in again for our next exciting installment The Angry Lemur of Space. Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Sugar Crunch Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt as themselves. Our story so far, pursuing the bureau chief of B-O-T-T-O-M, cadets Dottie and Gary have crash-landed in a hostile, bat-infested region of Venus. Meanwhile, Matt, Algar, and Commander Slap's strongarm of the Orbit Cops have discovered a secret science lab on an asteroid in the outskirts of Mercury. And now, today's adventure, the sinister plot of Dr. Malingo. I can't believe you turned Captain Strongarm into a lemur. Can't you? Well, considering you did it by blindly pulling levers with no idea of the consequences, actually, I can completely believe that you did that. I'm nothing if not consistent. I guess what I can't believe is how little it bothers me this time. Well, in fairness, it's a lot funnier when it's not happening directly to you. But I guess we should probably work on trying to change him But Hey, where'd he go? I think I heard the pitter-patter of little lemur feet. Uh, oh, that way, come on. I mean, sure, but do we need to run? Holy... Jumping Jupiter, what is that thing? It's like a giant shimmery window. I think that's a teleporter. That's what teleporters look like now. Teleporter? Teleporters are glass booths with lots of coils and electricity coming out of them. I know that, but hard as it might be to believe, technology marched forward after we fell into the cryogenetic stasis in the late 1930s. I thought it was radioactive gas. I think it was both. So we're obviously walking through that teleporter, right? I guess if we want to get strong arm back, we really should. Oh, right, him too. I just meant because, you know, adventuring. Oh, uh, of course, uh. For you. This place is huge. It's like somebody took all the ridiculous science labs we've been in over the years and combined them into one giant. What is that racket? What? Oh, sorry about that. Was I making too much noise? Ah! Are you my neighbors? Because really, I think we can settle this between ourselves without involving my landlady. I'd rather like to keep my security deposit if at all possible. 
What in the worlds are you? Ah, special agents. There you are. Ah, uh, yes, our wayward Lima. I assume that your friend here mistakenly wandered into my transformations chamber, so I transformed him back for you. What happened to your voice? Obviously, lingering effects from that whole lemur transformation. So, I hope that settles our business here. I mean, while we're here, we do have a couple of questions, maybe. Is this you... about your frisbee? Because I told the last kids that came here that frisbee shouldn't even work in space. The fundamental principle of a frisbee requires atmosphere and- Kids? Gentlemen, do you not realize who this is? I... don't not know, actually. I don't know. This is the acclaimed scientist, Dr. Malengo, inventor of the Cranial Brain Interpreter. The what what? Oh, I've heard of those things. Nasty piece of work. Why, thank you. I see my reputation precedes me. The Cranial Brain Interpreter and its sister machine, the Psycho-Eradicator, are essential tools in the treatment and rehabilitation of criminals. Oh, sure, they sound like they would be. If I'm not mistaken, one of those devices reads people's thoughts and the other one actually removes objectionable thoughts from their minds entirely. I see my reputation continues to pursue me. <laughs> if this guy created those things, should we not be... arresting him? Arresting him? This man is a hero. Without Dr. Malengo's important work, the Orbit Cops would have to... Would have to question perps and rehabilitate them humanely. This is all getting uncomfortably political. Can we change the subject, please? Like, uh... Oh, I know! That horrible noise when we came in here! Noise? 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 Oh! You mean this? Uh. Ah, yes, that what on earth or wherever we have to be right now is that? It's my music. Is it? Well, it, it's a type of music of sorts, in a way. Timothy! Timothy? Oh, hello, dear. I, I was just talking to the neighbor kids Timothy, about- Timothy, what I told you about playing that awful cacophony in this house? See, that's what I said. House? You children stay out of this. You should be seen and not heard. A good whipping would set you straight. Personally, I blame the parents. What is Timothy, why haven't you finished the yard work yet? I don't know why I'm married. That's the first thing you've said that I've completely agreed with. This is pretty bad, but look on the bright side. What? At least we're not hanging in a dungeon someplace. Gosh, Dottie, I'm real sorry I got us captured and hung up in this dungeon. Oh, don't worry about it. This was bound to happen at some point. I never should have trusted that horrible little prospector. I just thought that he... Well, howdy, prisoners. I done brung you some company. Who's that ugly lady? Ow! Tarnation, youngin'. You best be showing some respect for the Archduchess Clay Mino. Horses. You're the twin sister of Archduke Pachinko, the evil tyrant. Ow! What'd you hit me for? To teach that mouthy cotton-picking friend a year in the lesson. All right, Stuart. That's enough local colorfulness for now. Stuart? Ow! But you're supposed to be hiding on Neptune with your brother. That phrase of our lives is over. We're tired of being hiders. Now we're going to be warers. The despicable planet Earth has spread its influenza throughout this galactic universe for too long. Now, Will. Hmm. I thought I was building up to a big speech there, but now I'm thirsty. Stuart, rough that one up while I wet my whistle. Yes? Ow! There. Now. Where was I? Oh yes, the Earth. Which we hate. We've declared an interstellar crusade against Earth and all Earth... Earthites. Earthlanders? Earth folk? That sounds right to me. And so, starting with you two, 
My brother and I are going to show the galactic universe just how we feel about you and your stupid planet. So you locked us up in a dungeon? Ow! Silence! Boy, that takes me back. This is no dungeon. The pair of you are exhibits in my zoo. But we're human. That's right. And you're human. Yes, I know. All our alien friends have exotic zoos filled with aliens and humans. We wanted one too. It's a stasis symbol. Though admittedly, you may actually be dead by the time we get back from invading Earth. So it'll be more of a corpse farm than a zoo. Corpse farm? Is that a thing? Eh, uh, I think so. Right. Why is that? This isn't the real zoo we plan to build. It's just a promotype. We don't have the room to build a full-size zoo. Not till we finish invading the Earth, anyway. Have I mentioned we're invading the Earth? So, you're going to have to share this cell with another exhibit. Herbert! Take down the wall. Right away, Archduchess! Herbert? I thought your name was Stuart. I reckon I have a lot of names. Herbert, Daniel, Sarkinson, Pork Pie, Stewart, Lithium. Is there gonna be a test? Because you'll have to unchain my wrists if I need to write this down. Ow! Now when that wall comes down, that there giant spider's gonna want a taste of one of both of you. I don't recommend a struggling. That web will close around you faster if you struggle. Toodaloo! Horses! Rockets! Yes, dear. And get those horrible people out of our house. Right away. Oh, and dearest. Don't you dearest me! What do you want? Well, it's just preparations for the Earth invasion thing, you know, for work. They're complete. Archduke Pachinko is waiting for my signal. It'll just take me five minutes to get that kicked off, and then I'll get started right on in on those chores. Well, well, the invasion of Earth is pretty important. All right, five minutes, and then you get right back to those chores. Thank you, dear. Did you say invasion of Earth? Dr. Malengo, sir, with all due respect, how could you possibly stand there and tolerate that kind of treatment? From a woman, no less. What? No, she's my buttercup. I married her, so obviously I'm in love with her. Right. I suppose that logic checks out. The institution of marriage is an important cornerstone of a wholesome society, after all. Hey! Oh, my ears. I didn't even know you could make that noise. That would be a delightful addition to my electronic orchestra. If I could just... Shut up a minute! Alright. Now, did you, or did you not, just tell that... woman? That you're about to invade Earth. The planet. Where we all live. Oh, yes, that's right. It's a brilliant plan, really. Three waves, first we send in the armada of flying saucers, then the mutated super animals, and then... Oh, well, I'm just getting ahead of myself. Sorry, is any of this relevant to you boys? Yes! That won't do at all. If there's any chance of you getting in the way of these plans, Archduke Pachinko will not be happy. I'm in a real hurry here, but I suppose I'll have to leave behind someone to take care of you. Now see here! Robot! Ready! Dispose of these three. Truly sorry about this, Jess. Archduke hates Lucent. You understand. Duh! Well, great. Hang on, I have an idea. 
Now, where is he? He's not running from a fight, is he? Uh, listen, Al's a pacifist, but he's no coward. I'm sure he has a perfectly good... He just escaped through the teleporter. So we would see. Please, stand still, so execution can commence. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna do that. Hey, robot, there's a squirrel in the gutter. Remove the squirrel. You threw that squirrel really far. Yeah, but I threw it at Dr. Malengo's music studio, which is covered in soundproof foam. So the squirrel is fine, and it has a head start. How did you? Oh, I recognize that robot. It's a Gutterator 88. Same model as I picked up at a solar yard sale recently. I guess Malengo must have repurposed it to be his henchman. Those things are absolutely confounded by squirrels. I wondered why his wife expected him to do actual yard work by hand, like some kind of savage. Well, now we have bigger rodents to fry, namely that invasion. I have my Orbit Cops Emergency Beacon Transmitter. I can send out a general warning to any and all friendly law enforcement officials within range. Hey, that thing's nice. We may have to start carrying these for our fan club. This is Commander Slap Strongarm of the Orbit Cop, sending a general SOS. Message to follow. Archduke Pachinko working with scientist Dr. Malengo on invasion of Earth. Invasion imminent. Send help. Matt, where'd you go? I'm just checking out this teleporter thing. That's a surprisingly long range. We have to get back to Earth and warn everyone. B-O-T-T-O-M command, the president, everyone. Can't quite get us to Earth, but it could probably get us close. I have an old friend commanding a space submarine in the fifth quadrant. Will that be close enough? You can have five quadrants. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, you get the coordinates and I'll work on resetting this thing. Wait, when did I end up being the one just standing around with nothing to do? When you graduated the academy and became an officer? Ha! Don't, don't, don't laugh at that. We're, we're not becoming friends. Oh. I can't believe I'm going to be eaten by a giant spider. Of the eight or nine ways I always imagined dying, this was never one of them. We're not finished yet. I should at least thank you for getting us down from those shackles. How did you do that? Oh, the OTTOM agents are constantly being chained up in dungeons, so they made handcuff keys standard issue in the field kit. Thankfully, that old prospector guy didn't take it from me when he captured us. Hot rockets! It's hard enough trying to avoid this spider, but it looks like there's a second one right behind it. What? Where? In the web. You see that moving? That's not a spider. Somebody's been wrapped up in the web and they're trying to escape. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. You take this laser cutter from my field kit and cut whoever that is free. And what about you? I have a plan. Jeepers. Okay, I'll do it. Rockets go! Okay, I think I have something in here that can... Oh, here we go. I'll just fit this over my head and... It's Carla. She's alive and... What are you doing? I'm using my galactic linguatron to communicate with this spider. It turns out she's actually really friendly. But she's still a spider, right? Gosh! Yeah. Let me just get your arms free, ma'am. Good work, cadet. Now we need to get out of here. There's an invasion going on. It's an emergency signal. This is Commander Slap Strongarm of the Orbit Cops sending a general SOS. Message to follow. Archduke Pachinko working with scientist Dr. Malengo on invasion of Earth. Invasion imminent. Send help. Right. 
that invasion. The spider says there's some kind of teleporter just outside this cell. Can't this thing go any faster? She's rigged for silent running. Any increase in velocity would jeopardize that. Space is already silent, and I'm not alone in thinking the idea of a space submarine is absolutely ludicrous, right? You are not. Gary! Dottie! Oh, and Carla! Welcome back, ma'am. Commander! Commander! We hit a space cyclone, and then there was a bloodbath, but Dottie fought them off with a ray gun, and then there was this old prospector, but he turned out to be working for the Archduchess Kamado and- Horses! Everyone look out that window! Uranus. <laughs> it's an armada of flying saucers. There must be hundreds of them. And they're heading directly for Earth. Come on, Gary. Don't you have some stupid pun for us? No. <laughs> Tune in again for our next exciting installment, Operation Counter-Strike. Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Sugar Crunch Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar. Starring Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt as themselves. Our story so far. Matt, Algar, and Dottie, along with their Commander Carla, Commander Slap's strong arm of the Orbit Cops, and his cadet Gary have all discovered a plot by the evil Archduke Pachinko to invade the Earth. Outracing the massive invasion fleet of flying saucers by mere minutes, they take an urgent meeting with the President. And now, today's episode, Operation Counter-Strike. Alright boys, let's just keep it to one verse today. We have urgent business. Now, I read a report while I walked over here from my bedroom. I like your bunny slippers, Mr. President. And your nightcap. Very regal, sir. Well, thank you, but we don't hold with regal here in America, which is where I'm president of. I always figured he'd sound different. Like how? I don't know. For some reason, I thought he'd sound like me. Now, first of all, I want to make special mention of these two cadets here for risking their lives on behalf of the solar system. Thanks to your diligent efforts, we now have the location of one of Archduke Pachinko's key agents. It's all American boys and girls like you that give me hope for the younger generation. With all due respect, Mr. President, I'm actually Canadian. Canadian? Wait, you are? I sure am. Before we got pulled forward in time from the 1930s, I worked with Mr. Matt and Mr. Al at the Ministry of the Unconventional for Canada and the U.S. That was not the best acronym. B-O-T-T-O-M isn't much better. But I'm Canadian, too. You are? You are. I was born in Winnipeg. That's in Manitoba. That's a province. They're like your states, only bigger. Sometimes you have to dumb it down for them, right? <laughs> Silence! Uh, that's not the best sign. Sorry, I did just wake up after all. I can be a little cranky when I haven't had my full 16. So, are any of you here even American? 
Or should we just move this meeting to the Parliament Building in the... Uh... Ottawa, sir! I'm gonna go ahead and take your word on that. I'm American, sir. Red-blooded as they come. I'm also American, sir, but not quite as confident about my blood color. I assume it's red, but I try my best not to bleed whenever possible. Okay, good. So there is an American stake in this. Well, I mean, it's the entire planet being invaded, sir. Last I checked, America was part of Earth. The most important part. Right, so that's two Americans and one, two, three Canadians. What about you, miss? B-O-T-T-O-M, Chief Carla, Mr. President. And where are you from? I'm not sure how that's at all relevant to the task at hand, sir. But if you must know, I'm Quebecois. Another Canadian? Actually, sir, the Republic of Quebec became its own sovereign nation in the late 1990s. In any event, Mr. President, that invasion fleet is fast approaching and it might behoove us to... table these discussions of national origin and focus on the problem at hand. Well, the way I see it, the fate of the Earth is in the hands of... Bunch of oh, here it comes. I bet he mentions maple syrup. Freaking beavers. Non-Americans. I'm not even sure why I got a bed for this. Barely has anything to do with me. Except, Mr. President, that the invading forces will probably not discriminate between nations in their reign of terror. Clearly these other countries have it handled, Commander. Use my office if you want. Hell, use my army. But if I can't take full credit for this defensive effort, I might as well just go practice my short game. Wow. On behalf of the entire United States of America, please let me apologize for that. Uh, the man is under tremendous pressure, and, uh... I forgot my nightcap. No, you threw it on the ground and stomped on it when you were throwing your little temper tantrum. There. Goodbye. Right. As I may have mentioned before, we really don't have time for this. Here's the plan. Cadets Dottie and Gary, I want you to go to the Soviet Union to coordinate with the interstellar agency there. Get as many red rockets in the air defending against those saucers. Yes, ma'am. Matt, Algar, you were in Dr. Malengo's lab, so presumably you have copies of his invasion plans and schematics for those teleporter devices you told me about. Well... Yeah, the thing is... Uh... You two were in the belly of the beast, and you didn't recover so much as a scrap of paper that could help us? Well, what with all the events and so with on... With the lemurs and the squirrels... And Malengo's horrible wife... Right, and her. We didn't so much recover any information as we did, uh... Escape. Quickly. Right. <sighs> All right. Well, having been there before, you two are going to re-infiltrate Dr. Malingo's lab and get me the information you should have gotten in the first place. Yes, yes ma'am. Ma now, those saucers appear to be piloted by robots, so there's probably a mothership controlling them all. Someone is going to have to infiltrate that ship and disable the saucers. I'll take care of that myself. And what should I do? You're going to help me. Oh. Is everyone clear on what they're supposed to be doing? Good. Ladies, gentlemen, I don't need to tell you that the fate of the entire planet, and indeed the entire solar system, rests on us. But I have every confidence that we can pull this off. Each team, keep in regular touch with the others, and be careful out there. Right. 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 I wish the president were still here. Left my reading glasses in here. Tune in again for our next exciting installment. Return to the Lair of the Beast. Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar. 
starring Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt as themselves. Our story so far. Our heroes have split into teams in an attempt to stop the evil Archduke Pachinko's invasion of Earth. We join Matt and Algar as they approach the secret laboratory of Dr. Malingo. Approaching the asteroid. Again. I can't believe Carla made us come back here. She sounded so disappointed. It's not so much that we made a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. It's that she called us out on it right in front of Strongarm. We're no better than any other space heroes. Exactly! No better! Except we're definitely better than Slap Strongarm. Right. You sure you remember where the cave is? Well, I don't know. The asteroid is nearly 100 meters in diameter. That's a lot, right? I'll tell you what, you walk that way and I'll walk the opposite way. Yell if you find the cave first, deal? Yeah, alright. Oh, hey, there it is. Hey, Matt! Yeah? Gah! What the? How are you in front of me? You know, one of these days I'm going to teach you the metric system and just blow your mind. Come on, teleporter's down here. This place is a lot quieter than the last time we were here. I guess Malingo's out doing that yard work that his wife... That his wife what? Shh, shh, shh. What? I think I hear something. Oh no, it must be her. I don't mind telling you, I'm a little terrified right now. Me too, old buddy. Listen, the mood is pretty tense right now, I'll grant you, but please, don't call me that. Since when did you start bossing me around? I'm the officer. That... Here she comes. Quick, into the space broom closet. Space broom closet? I don't know. Everything's a space something here in the far-off future of 2014. Got that right. Ah! Ah! You want to or shall I? I'll take this one. Who the heck are you? Field Marshal Ter Durast Latif, at your service. Late agent of the South Asian Time Administration for Nepal, India, and Cambodia. S-A-T-A-N-I-C? Ugh, and I thought our acronym was bad. Wait, did you say late agent? I did. Currently, let's see, seven minutes late. I anticipate at least nine now that I have to stop and have this conversation with you two. But you're a time traveler. That's right. So how can you be late for anything? Oh, my dear fellow, time is relative. Oh! Hang on, that doesn't answer my question at all. It makes even less sense, actually. Please, don't make me explain. I should have to revise my timetables again. Why are you here? I mean, now. Why are you now? I hate time travel. You know, everyone says that, but you're all thankful not to be living under the oppressive yoke of the mecha lobsters of Ganymede. I don't remember any mecha lobsters. Not now you don't. I don't think I've ever seen anyone raise both eyebrows in rapid succession like that. The abridged version is that I'm here to observe persons of historical significance and report back to the administration. We're important? Well, I mean, we're just doing our jobs. I wouldn't call us heroes. Neither would I, which is why I did it. I'm not here to observe you two. But if not us... Wait, her? Her who? Oh, her! Ah. You've used your highly advanced time travel abilities to come to 2014 to study Dr. Malengo's horrible wife? Her significance in certain key events is... Hey, give that back. Let's see, uh, Thursday, subject sat on couch eating bonbons and watching television. Yelled at husband, threatened husband with rolling pin. Friday, subject threatened husband with cast iron skillet, ate bonbons. Saturday... I do not pretend to understand the intricacies of history. Don't you? Seems like it'd be part of your job as a time... 
what have you. Hey, you know what I just realized? That you could prolong this delay even further? You have a time machine, right? Yes. We were displaced from our original time. Back in 1936, we fell into a vat of frozen nitrogen. I thought we volunteered for an experiment in cryogenics. Possibly cryonics. It doesn't matter. The point is we've done okay here in the distant future of 2014, but this is not our world. Is there any chance you could, you know, bring us back to our regular time? Absolutely no chance whatsoever. <laughs> oh. Well, that's disappointing. That's my cue. So long, suckers. Suckers? That wasn't very nice. I think we have bigger problems right now. If I didn't know better, I'd say this entire structure was moving. Yeah, I do know better, and you're right. How could you possibly know that? I looked out this window. Oh. So I guess we'd better hightail it to one of those teleporters before... That was the teleporter shutting off, wasn't it? How'd you know? Because that's usually the sort of thing that happens to us around now. Tune in again for our next exciting installment, Into the Electric Brain. Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Sugar Crunch Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Sabrina Snyder as Dottie. Our story so far, Cadets Gary and Dottie have raced to the Soviet Union to coordinate a defensive effort against Archduke Pachinko's planetary invasion forces. And now, today's adventure, Cadets to the Rescue! Hot rockets! Those beasts are taking the bait! Only two more clicks! Stay at the Russian way! Two more clicks, geez, to the rendezvous! I thought you were Canadian. Don't you know how to say rendezvous? Sergeant Strongarm doesn't like it when I talk European. What part of Europe does he think Canada's in? Wow, that was a close one! Nice save, Dottie! We're coming up on the target. Are the Russians ready with the shrink ray? Roger! Releasing bait! You know, when we got here, I would have guessed the giant snake would have been the toughest nut to crack. But it just ate the Kremlin and fell asleep. It's like those alien scientists didn't even study the metabolism of the common boa constrictor. Sometimes you amaze me, Gary. Golly. That'll be SCUM command. What is it with those acronyms? I don't know. I just can't call them the Soviet cosmonaut uniformed marshals. Who has the time for that? This is Cadets Dottie and Gary. Go ahead. You have? You did? You are? Shush! We are? There is? They did? Where? Quiet! It is? Horses, we're on our way! What? The Russians have invited us back for goulash. Sending us to prison? No, that's the gulag. Goulash is the type of stew that... Hot horses! That came from great moons of Venus. Look, the Earth is opening up. Look at all that steam. Well, it's vapor, and let's not panic just yet. 
I'm gonna radio this in. This is Cadets Dottie and Gary. Horses? We can't get a signal. I guess we're gonna have to sit down and have a look. Are we? Couldn't we just, uh, I don't know, go eat some gulag while somebody else has a look? No. Let's use our B-O-T-T-O-M cosmic illuminators. Right. That thing. Ah! Ah! Those things again. Wait, they're not coming at us. They're flying away from something. Look! I don't see anything. Right. The reason you don't see anything is because there's a giant shadow. No. Uh, it's because my eyes are closed. And, and my hands are covering my eyes. And I pulled my jumpsuit up over my head. Well then, you might want to watch where you're going. Gary, look out! <laughs> Gary! <laughs> Horses. Tune in again for our next exciting installment, Into the Electric Brain. Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Sugar Crunch Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Sabrina Snyder as Dottie. Our story so far a coalition of representatives from the Orbit Cops and the Bureau of Technical and Tactical Outer Space Management have split into small teams in an attempt to foil the evil Archduke Pachinko's invasion of Earth. We join B-O-T-T-O-M Chief Carla and Commander Slap Strongarm as they approach the mothership of the robot invasion fleet. And now, today's episode, Into the Electric Brain. Here, let me get that for you. Oh, uh, thank you? And just let me slip in front of you and open this one. Thanks. Hold on, there's another door. Let me just... Commander, we've shrunk down to the size of subatomic ants. This section of the mothership, from our perspective, is an endless procession of doors. We'll never get to the brain hub if you keep running ahead to open the doors for me. But I thought... I am the highest ranking officer in the furthest reaching law enforcement agency mankind has ever assembled. I think I'm capable of opening a door. It's the responsibility of every good citizen to show the proper level of respect to the fairer sex. I learned that back in Astro Weeblows. Alright. You know what? I've checked the plans and there's a switch that opens all these passages. How about you go pull that switch and we can consider this open door matter closed. Very good. You know... I was responsible for picking who went on what team. I should have found a special mission just for him. What's this now? 
Miss, uh, Miss, look out! That electrical field is coalescing into some sort of monster! We're in a machine, Commander. There are no monsters here. Miss, miss, are you all right? I'm fine, Commander Strongarm. Let's go shut down that computer now. All right, good. Oh, would you get that door for me? My pleasure. I just can't wrap my head around it. No, it's a real puzzler. I mean, a time traveler comes here from the future, looks right past us, and points his finger of destiny at... Dr. Malengo's horrible wife? Dames, try to figure him. That was surprisingly unenlightened of you. So what do you think is so special about her? Maybe there's a henpecking shortage in the future and they need her to repopulate the species? You think? She strikes me as one of those not-tonight-I-have-a-headache types. What is with you today? Sorry, it is a bit uncharacteristic of me, I know. I, I guess I'm still shaking off the effects of that somnambuloid ray that put us to sleep for our long voyage into the future. I thought it was radioactive gas. No, I'm sure it was... What the hell was that? I think whatever it is that's been bringing this lab to wherever it's bringing it has brought it. That makes total sense. Mission Log, Cadet Dottie recording. It would appear that Cadet Gary of the Orbit Cops has been lost in action. The cadet fell into a large chasm that opened up without warning and I've been unable to find any trace of him. The area in question is currently swarming with oversized lizards and amphibians. I'm doing my best to keep the monsters at bay. This is for you, Gary. Tune in again for our next exciting installment, Planetfall on Neptune. Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Sugar Crunch Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Sabrina Snyder as Dottie. Our story so far. Split into teams, our heroes race to defeat the evil Archduke Pachinko and his invasion of Earth. And now, today's episode, Planetfall on Neptune. Yes, ma'am. The giant mutant parakeets have been eliminated. I assisted Team Six with the oversized chinchillas, but now it's these flies. Well, ma'am, they're giving us a bit of trouble. They're just too fast for us. We try to sneak up on them, but somehow they manage to spot us just before we go in for the kill shot and fly away. Yes, ma'am, we will. Thank you, ma'am. Dottie out. So, the battle does not go well, eh? Who are you? Field Marshal Deer Durust Latif, time traveler. At your service. Well, if you're at my service, can you help me kill these giant mm, alien flies that are swarming around 26 major world capitals? At your service is just a figure of speech, my dear. I am devoted to a much higher purpose. What's that? I couldn't possibly reveal that without polluting the time stream. If you're not here to help, could you maybe move it along? I'm kind of busy here. Young lady. The time-space continuum is a vast tapestry, a complex web of causality in which one seemingly insignificant event can have a profound impact on events that follow. 
and an observer such as myself must remain hey are you even listening to me not really very well i have what i need here anyway so i say good day to you horses what was that all about hey he took my pop i was going to drink that after i fought off this fly come here you little got you Stay still, you! Wait a minute. Did he say... Yes, ma'am. I'm leaving the fight temporarily. I have an idea. Miss Carla, ma'am, I believe our ship was this way. I know, ma'am. We're going this way. Well, as you pointed out a few times on this mission, you are the ranking officer here. I am duty-bound to follow where you lead, despite my ethical misgivings. Yes, it is your duty. It's just, we came here to shut down the mothership of the invading fleet. Only now, you appear to be reactivating the components we just disengaged. Don't worry about it, Commander. Everything is under control. <laughs> All right, Strongarm, get it together. Girl or not, she's your commanding officer. And if she says don't worry about it, then by golly, soldier, you need to cease worrying in precisely oh now hundred hours. I mean, it's not like she's given me any reason to doubt her. <laughs> I miss most is all the great radio shows from our time. Prominent Crotch Boy Jr., Jack Native, Jungle Agent, Cavalcade of Parade. Uh, all right, here he comes. You know how this goes. Just let me do the talking. Oh, hi. Have you come to tell us this is all a horrible mistake and you're going to unchain us from this dungeon and set us free? Ow! So, Matt and Algar, finally we meet at last. That seems a bit redundant. Ow! You're redundant. Can't argue with logic like that. It was inevitable that you two would end up here in my dungeon. You are but prawns in my game. Did your game include us prawns accidentally crushing your sister, the Archduchess, when we landed on Neptune? Because I gotta tell you, I didn't see that coming. You dropped a house on my sister! You and your compatriot will answer for this unprecedented outrage! I'm just disappointed we didn't grab her ruby slippers before your guards captured. Ow! Listen, we didn't know that lab was just going to take off and fly us here, and we definitely didn't know it was going to fall on your sister. I'm a pacifist. Do you know what that means? You help keep small babies from crying? Yeah, I didn't think you'd know. Silence! There it is. Your organization has befoiled my family with its treasury for the last time. You people truly are the B-O-T-T-O-M of the barrel. Really? That's the best you can come up with for B-O-T-T-O-M? That acronym is pretty low-hanging fruit. That didn't hurt. Ow! Better. Ugh. Anyway, apart from your sister, whose death I assure you was an accident, who else in your family have we befoiled? Just recently, you apprehended my younger brother for smuggling uranium out near Pluto. Out near... Oh, I remember that guy but I think it was smuggling plutonium out near Uranus, actually. And yes, we did arrest him, because smuggling is illegal. You're illegal! Ow! You would do well to follow the example of your cellmate and remain quiet. Oh, 
Yes, that's my partner Matt, all right, hanging right next to me, very quietly. Deactivating things is literally the opposite of what I've spent my life doing. These teleporters. Uh, ah, there. Now I just hope there's no alarm and... Ugh, why did I even say that? I'm not even sure where I'm running to, but... Away from here seems like a good start. Uh, now I just need a plan and... Oh yeah, that'll do. Mr. Matt? Daddy? No, what are the odds? The way I see it, the odds are one to two that my armies will have Earth completely subjuncted within the next six hours. Well, your math checks out. Ow! And when the unstoppable object of my armanda meets the immovable force... Oh, that piece of rubble has knocked me over and pinned me to the ground. Maybe the first thing you've said that actually makes sense. Oh, hey, Matt. Hi, Al. Uh, your Archduke-ness. You! But if you're here, who's hanging there? What, that? That's just a bag of flour we stuffed with hay while I slipped out to break your teleporters. I'm hurt that you couldn't even tell the difference. Uh, hold still. What insulin is this? You cannot escape my impenetrable dungeon! Thanks. Uh, sorry, looks like I can escape it. Also, clearly not impenetrable. So long! I will not be unrespected in this fashion! Guards, prepare the Armada. We will make the Earth folk behold our doom! <laughs> Dottie, it is an unbelievable coincidence that you showed up when you did. That's what I said! Not really. I've been here once before. Now, we need to hurry up and get back to Earth before Archduke Pachinko's Armada does. I think you mean Armanda. You want me to take over flying now, Dottie? Nope. It's under control, Mr. Al. We just need to make one more quick stop first. Alright. Now that we're back aboard the ship, I wonder if you could just have a look at something in the brig. What? In here? Ma'am, please, settle down. I just need to ask you a simple question. Alright, now, I need you to be completely honest with me, ma'am. You've been acting a bit suspiciously of late, and I just want to know, are you evil? I knew it! My finely honed instincts were right all along. Well, I'm sorry about this, ma'am, but you're just going to have to stay in there. Sorry! There's only one man I know of who can help us now. What the? Where did you come from? Oh, me? I came from time. Are, are you evil? Evil? No! I'm here to talk to you about your destiny. Tune in again for our next exciting installment, Pachinko's Revenge! Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Sugar Crunch Serial presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Sabrina Snyder as Dottie. Our story so far 
The evil Archduke Pachinko is advancing on Earth for his final assault. We join our heroes as they race just ahead of the Archduke's armada in hopes of putting an end to his fiendish invasion plot. And now today's episode, Pachinko's Revenge. Approaching Earth. Dottie, what in the world are we carrying in the cargo hold? Oh, that? That's my secret weapon for stopping the giant mutant flies that are attacking Earth. Well, I am, as ever, a pacifist. Really? Golly, Mr. Al, I don't think that's ever come up. So, I don't know from weapons, but whatever's back there looks... organic to me. Kinda gross. You sound just like... Dottie, from everything you've told us, there's nothing you could have done for Cadet Gary. Honestly, I'm amazed he managed to survive the rigors of space travel for this long. Being your friend probably doubled his life expectancy as it is. Ow! I thought officers were supposed to be sensitive to the plight of the people under their command. And I'm certain enlisted guys aren't supposed to kick officers. It's okay, Mr. Map. I know Mr. Al didn't mean any disrespect. And he's right. Gary was a really sweet person and a good friend, but he was a horrible cadet. What are we- We've reached the first drop point. Brace yourselves. Daddy, is that a, uh... Are those things in the cargo hold eggs from some kind of... Giant spider? They sure are. I made friends with one not too long ago. I knew her babies were about to hatch, and I told her that I could bring them to where they'd have more food than they'd ever be able to eat. That's some good, if not disgusting, thinking, Dottie. But isn't Earth just going to be overrun by giant spiders now? For which we'll then have to get a procession of bigger and bigger giant animals until we reach the top of the food chain? Which, it occurs to me, would just be a giant human, right? Yes, okay, I realize how ridiculous that sounds now that I've said it out loud. I'm just glad that you said it and not me. They're not staying. This is just a little vacation for them. I promised their mother that I'd round them all up and take them back to her when they took care of all the flies. All the flies? How many more of these things do we have to drop off? 26 total, including this one. So we're gonna have to watch this happen, ugh, 25 more times. That's right. Horses. Well, this should be the location of Dr. Malingo's lab, but there's nothing here. It's like the entire building just took off into space. This is Commander Slap Strongarm of the Orbit Cops. Badge number 61382. Does anybody read me? Over. This here's Deputy Vance Valiant's badge number. Uh, hang on a minute here. I think it's under my lunch here. Oh, dang it, I was going to drink that. Uh, sorry, Commander. I, I can't presently seem to locate my badge at this uh, at this present moment in time. A good orbit cop would never let his credentials out of his sight, not to mention committing such basic information to memory. You're not even following the most basic space protocol of saying over at the end of each transmission. I'd ask for your badge number, son, but... And I hold on, I gotta correct you there, Commander. I, I know who you are, sir, and if anything, I should be calling you son. Over? I don't follow. Over. I'm easily old enough to be your father, sir. I, I've been serving in the orbit cops for longer than you've been alive. Over. And you're only a deputy? Over. In my experience, Commander, promotions go to the guy who's in the right place at the right time. 
The guy with the right haircut. The guy who manages to maintain the same fixed address for more than six months. Over. Is there someone else there I can talk to? Over. There sure isn't. Everyone else is helping fight off the invasion on Earth. They left me back here to man the phones. Over. Listen to me, deputy. My current mission is of utmost importance to the anti-invasion effort. I must locate the scientist, Dr. Malengo, at once. Over. Uh, did you say Malengo? Over? Yes. Oh, I Well, ain't that just a co-winky-dick? There's, there's a gentleman here at headquarters answering to that very name. Hello. Oh, uh, over. Great planets. According to my readings, you're at the Orbit Cops facility on Phobos. Is that correct? Over. Phobos? I, I thought we was on Demos. Hang tight. I'll be there as quickly as I can. Strong arm out. Deputy? Deputy Valence. Oh, he stepped out for a meal. Ah, Dr. Malengo. I didn't see you there. Wait, did you say stepped out for a meal? That's right. He went through this whole elaborate word association process after he stopped talking to you. Slap led him to flap, which led him to flapjacks, which apparently made him irresistibly hungry for pancakes. So he just took off? Leaving this official facility unmanned? No, oh, no. He asked me to watch the place. But I... He... You... Uh, all right. Priorities. I was looking for you, Doctor. How fortuitous, then, that you found me. Yes, but why are you here? It's my wife. You mean that woman who was wearing you down to a tiny nub of a man the last time we met with her relentless, seemingly unceasing shrieking? No offense. Oh, none taken. And yes, she can be a bit... boisterous at times, but I do love her so, and she's missing. You see. So you're reporting that to the Orbit Cops? You, an active participant in the invasion of Earth? I don't know if I'd say I'm an active participant. It's your technology that's raining terror upon the citizens of Earth even as we speak. You sold your own people out, Doctor. What? No, really? Do you think I did that? Yes, I do. Because you did. Wow. I never thought about it that way. Okay, that's the last of them. Now to circle back to the rendezvous and... What is that? It looks like the Archduke's Armada is here. Our tiny rocket is no match for that flagship. I'm gonna set down someplace safe. Descending right toward our ship. Run! Jeepers, I'm glad I got all the baby spiders out of there in time. Yeah, good thing. Ugh, here comes this guy again. So, Matt and A. Aylgar? 
I might have known. Might have known what? That we'd come back to our own home planet? Silence! It's so weird when I do that and I'm not within punching distance of someone. And... Little girl. You too are also my sworn enemy. I have a name, you know. Ah, uh, 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 the three of you may have disabled my teleporters. Good job, Matt. And you may have stopped my giant mutant flies. Excellent work, Dottie. I was kind of hoping you'd get to my thing next, but I didn't really do much on this one. But my robotic fleet resisted your efforts to disable it. To me, my mighty robots. <laughs> Impotence is this? <laughs> it looks like one of those mangled sentences of his finally ended up being right. Dottie! Sorry. Oh, look, it's Slap's strong arm of the orbit cops. We're safe. Is that Dr. Malengo? Yes. It is I. It is me. I am Dr. Malengo. And I shut down the Archduke's robot invasion fleet. I thought Commander Strongarm was supposed to- SILENCE! So, Malengo, your betrayal has been revealed! I can think of so many better ways to say that. Well, I wouldn't so much say I betrayed you as I would say that I've been rethinking my earlier leanings toward betrayal of my own planet. Thanks to the convincing rhetoric of this fine young man here. Is there a young man standing behind Slap? I think he means Slap. Silence! That's right, Archduke Pachinko. Not only has Dr. Malingo returned to the side of good and virtuous- You know, Captain, every year of my life I grow more and more convinced that the wisest and the best is to fix our attention on the good and the beautiful. Not only has he assisted us in disabling your robot fleet- They're all just sort of marching off aimlessly. Not- Aimlessly, I reverted them all to their original programs. Earth is about to have the cleanest gutters in the entire solar system. But he also used his genius invention, the Psycho Eradicator, to restore Director Carla to her old self. That's right. Wait, what do you mean, her old self? What did you do to her, strong arm? It's a long story. I'll tell you later. And so, Archduke, I think that about wraps everything up. We've defeated your invasion. Now, in the name of the Orbit Cops, I'm placing you under arrest. <laughs> you fool. You're all a bunch of foolish, foolish fools. Do you not realize that you have accomplished nothing? I have you exactly why I want you. None of you, not even you, Dr. Malingo, could comprehend the true scope of my Mr. Plan. Well, that's certainly true. You know, on Neptune, we have a saying. Don't show them your ultimate weapon until you land on their planet. That lacks a certain elegance. And so, with a Florence of my cape, I present this. <gasps> what, should we be gasping too? Uh, gasp. I suspect that if the inventor of the Psycho Eradicator gasps, it's probably bad news. Ah, so this probably isn't a bluff, then. It most certainly is not. In his hands is an ancient alien weapon of unspeakable power. That's right! 
Archaeonomists believe this device was built by the handsome and brilliant Archduke of an alien race that prefabs ours by millenniums. Well, I don't even know where to begin with the inaccuracies in that statement. Silence! Observe. My ship! He destroyed my ship with the press of a button! And that's on the lowest setting. Two clicks of this dial, and I can decimate an entire city. Two more clicks, and I can waylace to this entire planet. And so on, in that fashion. I don't suppose you have any way of disarming that, do you, Doctor? It's not one of mine. It's alien. Weren't you listening? In fairness, I have been listening, and it's still a bit difficult to get a read on what this guy is talking about. <coughs> Life... Hasn't been easy for me. I've been plotting my revenge against the puny inhabitants of this worthless planet for almost thirty years now. Ever since that fateful day in elementary school, when I was wrongfully accused of- <laughs> What in the moons of Venus?! Venus doesn't have any moons, you idiot. Over there! Rising out of that chasm, it's some kind of monster. It must be a hundred meters high. What's that in American? I don't know. Twelve fathoms and a league? <laughs> Stay back, beast! On our vapor! Oh. Ew. Sorry about that, everyone. Down, girl. <laughs> Gary! Hi, Dottie. Oh, I'm hungry for you, too. I thought you were... I mean, it seemed like you were. What? Oh no, I met a friend. What an extraordinary creature. Everyone, meet Goliza. Cadet, is this creature under your control? Under my control? No, sir, she's my friend. Now, Gary, I'm not sure it's appropriate for you to be befriending... Oh, cram it! With a single footstep, that giant lizard has saved this entire planet from certain doom. She's a good girl. Do I smell... cake? Uh-oh. Give back, everyone! What? Why? Trust me! Everybody run that way on a double! Were we just given orders by a cadet? The thing that astonishes me is that we're all following those orders. There. I think that should be... <laughs> Sorry, everyone. She found an abandoned bakery on the way over here. I told her the butter frosting had probably spoiled, but she wouldn't listen. I guess that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Ha! Thank you, my fellow Americans. And only my fellow Americans. It is with great pride that I award this nation's highest honor to the only two people involved in the defeat of Archduke Pachinko's plot to overthrow the Earth. Commander Slap Strongarm of the Orbit Gaps and Agent Algar of Bottom. Thank you, sir. It is indeed a great honor. Yeah, thanks. But we were definitely not the only two people involved. If anything, we were the least involved. Right. That's all for me. Enjoy the rest of whatever the heck it is that's going on here. Well... Thank you, Mr. President, for those words. Those warm, inclusive words. <laughs> On behalf of Canada, 
and indeed the rest of the solar system, I would like to bestow this honor, and that's honor with a U, by the way, to Carlo, the bureau chief of B-O-T-T. Boy, you fellas really need a better acronym. To you, Carla, and also to Agent Matt Robotham of the B of your organization, and to Cadet Gary of the Orbit Cops, to whom we all owe an enormous debt of gratitude. Ah, oh, gee whiz. better than ours. I think I'm going to defect to Canada. I have been suggesting that to you for literally centuries now. Wait, where's Dottie? And now, Bureau Chief, I understand you have one final item before we bring the ceremony to a close. That's right. Thank you, Madam Prime Minister. On behalf of the Bureau of Technical and Tactical Outer Space Management... That really is a terrible name. I'm truly proud. Honored, even. And remember, folks, that's honored with you to present our most recent graduate of the cadet program. Ladies, gentlemen, please show your appreciation for Agent Dottie. Oh, wow. Did you know they were gonna... Hey, are you crying? No. Shut up, maybe. I might be. It's possible. Yes, I am definitely crying. Citizens of the solar system, Bureau Chief Carla, esteemed colleagues, thank you. I hope I can continue the tradition of excellence set by my mentors, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Uh, hey, Matt? You're crying too. Well, that doesn't sound like me at all! Dottie! Dottie! Hey, wait up! Oh, hi, Matt. Hi, Al. Where are you off to now? After I drop all the baby spiders off with their mother, Dr. Malango and I are off to Io to help with the electron storms they've been having there. That's one of Jupiter's moons. Oh, of course, Io. Right, we know where Io is. Well, Dottie, good luck out there. We're proud of you. We really are. And if you ever need anything... Oh, here comes strong arm. Hooray! Agents? Uh, girl agent? Just agent will do fine, Commander. Yes, well, I was hoping to speak with Dr. Malengo before the two of you take off. Certainly, Commander. What can I do for you? I was hoping you might explain something to me, sir. I have to stop standing in attention, because I can probably help with that if you ask nicely. Just before I tracked you down the other day, Doctor, a man showed up on my ship. An uh, eastern fellow. Oh, no. With a time machine. He talked to me about my destiny. Wait, really? I saw that guy too, just before I left Earth. Tall guy, beard, time machine. That's him. Yeah, we saw him too. In fact, he told us that... Well, what he told us was kind of ridiculous. Ugh, yes, I know who you mean. Did he say his name was Der de Hurst Latif? Yes! yes! Oh, hi everyone! Are we talking about that funny time traveler guy? Because I met him too, and Galiza and I were on our way here! I was afraid of that. Alright, well, long story short, don't believe a word that man said to you. That goes for all of you, not about your destiny or anything else. But he said he was an adventurer like us. Oh, heavens no, my word no, absolutely not. He represents himself. He's nothing more than a charlatan, a jerk with a time machine who's only trying to steal- Oh, hello again. Latif. The same. And I brought a guest. May I present the future Mrs. Latif? Hello, Timothy. Oh, I get it. Future. Ah, because he's a time traveler, right. A jerk with a time machine who's trying to steal my wife. And appears to have done so. Yes, well, uh, bad luck for you, my friend. I'm not your friend. Well, I guess we better get out of here, folks. Oh, no. Why's that? 
because this situation looks like a real... Don't say it. Don't say what? Ticking time bomb. Ha! <laughs> <laughs>